Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. I'm not out of step. Believing in separate but equal, that's out of step. By 67 years. 67 years ago, in 1954, when the Supreme Court handed down their landmark Brown versus Board of Education ruling, which said, separate but equal isn't what we do here. We decided we're going to try to make this work together. And yet a recent survey of 173 colleges found that 42% offer segregated residences, 46% offer segregated orientation programs, 72% host segregated graduation ceremonies. Wow! Well, congratulations, liberal parents. You just paid a hundred grand for your kid to move to Biloxi, Mississippi in nineteen forty eight. Three quarters of universities have segregated graduations. Half almost half have segregated orientations, because you boy, the one thing you don't want to do when you get to a university is be around anybody different than you. Right. Right. Too dangerous. Western Washington University has designated a floor of one of their halls as their black affinity housing program. Uh, the program will explore and celebrate the diversity of black and African-American people and culture with historical and contemporary context. Uh, all Western students residing in the program help foster a warm and vibrant community, et cetera, et cetera. It's hilarious that they keep dropping the word yeah. diversity huh. into a segregated uh, you know, housing unit. One more. Black affinity housing residents representing all diverse identities pride themselves on fostering a sense of belonging for all residents by creating a safe environment for open, honest, and sometimes challenging dialogue. How stood on its head is that? We're celebrating diversity by separating people by race. Exactly. What? And giving you a safe space for sometimes challenging dialogue. That's what a university is. That's why it's there. That's why it's built. Are you old enough or well-read enough to understand the references Bill Maher was making there? That back in the day, in the South particularly... There was a whole bunch of universities that didn't want to allow any mixing of white and black. And the government forced them to mix people together. Now, universities are setting it up as segregated. It's just wild. Uh, well, we'll hear a little more from Bill Maher in a second. But we got a text yesterday from an old co-worker who said, I'm listening to the show about the segregation stuff. I was just signing my kid up for uh, college, and I had to answer, what community would you like? I didn't know what that meant, so I had to call the college. We had a choice of black, Hispanic, or LBG, LBGTQ. Gee, I sound like uh, Trudeau. LGBTQ. LGBTQ. two plus. It's LGBTQ, Mr. Prime Minister. I had the choice of those things, and I had to ask, what do I choose if I don't want a community? Yeah, here's Bill Maher with a little more on that whole thing. I thought the whole point of going off to college was to be exposed to people from different backgrounds who may not share all your opinions, but you find a way to get high with them. We're a nation that professes diversity as our strength, but now half the kids' dorm rooms are determined by racial purity? The University of Michigan-Dearborn thought it would be super progressive to set up one virtual cafe for people of color and a separate one for white people. You see what I mean about becoming so woke you come back out the racist side? The University of Ohio suggested a gym for minorities only. I have a hard time believing that the vast majority of African Americans care that in private conversations they're saying, ooh, I just can't stand doing squats in front of white people. 
Really? We can't even go to the gym together? <clears throat> because what's next? What follows? Separate dorms, anthem ceremonies, cafes, gyms, separate neighborhoods? That was redlining. They wouldn't let black people live in the town where I grew up. Then they did. The word for that is progress. It's where the term progressive comes from. So uh, I like that. That's you become so woke, you come out the racist end of things. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's weird, man. It is so weird. And this is not going good places. Uh, You know, the uh, Ibram Kendi's of the world and the Robin D'Angelo boy, is that a twit right there but anyway <laughs> their claim and you with an eye ex- right absolutely the, their claim which you need to examine is that they can use the tools of racism and oppression including segregation to make a better world which is precisely the claim of the racists and and the idea that they what because they can string together a couple of paragraphs and are decent writers they should be granted that sort of power i mean how stupid are you white people to fall for that you guilt-ridden fools i mean come on lgbt lgb lgdp lgt lbt lgbtq two plus <laughs> Um, you know, I was just thinking about it. I don't know if I'd, I'd thought about it before, but when I went to college, Colby Community College in Colby, Kansas, uh, when I went off to college, it was the first time I'd ever been around any black people in my life. In my life. Yeah, because I grew did, up in you, small town, rural Midwest. They should have been kept from you. There was with one some good segregation. There was one black family in our town when I was uh, in high school. And uh, when I was in grade school, there were no black people anywhere. Um, around there. Uh, but when I went off to college, there were uh, quite a few black people there. Uh, most of them were on the basketball team. Uh, most of these dudes that I knew. But we we are in the, I, and I only lived in the dorm for one sem- semester, but we were in the same area and we were doing the laundry in the same place and we were hanging around the same TV. And so it would have been better if I hadn't had that experience. Or for them. According and, to the woke. And I'm guessing for some of them, it might have been the first time they'd been around a lot of white people. So it was probably the same on, on both ends. And uh, that would have been better? It, well, it's it's well known by people who are not insane that exposure to people is the best way to combat prejudice. Because you get to know them. You get to see, there's a guy just like me, you know, that we got different opinions on certain things, but they're not strange and dangerous and weird. They're just humans. And they're trying to, the woke are now trying to prevent that. You know what woke is, means? It means yes, you're a sir. loser. Yeah, agreed. Uh, now I think is the perfect time for some of the best political satire of the last 20 years. And I mean that maybe last 50 years. And that is uh, Ryan Long. Let's uh, enjoy Cut 11 again together, Michael. When me and Brad first met, I didn't think we'd get along, but turns out we kind of agree on everything. Your, Your racial, racial identity, identity is the most important thing. thing. Everything should be looked at through the lens of race. Jinx, you owe me a Coke. Damn. We both have a lot of opinions about people of color, even though we barely know any. I say colored people, but as long as we're classifying them, we both think minorities are a united group who think the same and act the same. And vote the same. You don't want to lose your black card. Sorry, I don't know. I just think we should roll, roll back, back discrimination laws so we can hire based on race again. Jinx, now you owe me a Coke. Hey, tell them what you told me yesterday. White actors should only do voices for white cartoon characters. Been saying that for years. Stick to your own. Us white people, we have so much privilege. I agree. It is a privilege to be white. Ask him about interracial dating. All I said is that black men who date white women have internalized racism, and white men that date ethnic women are fetishizing them. Guys against interracial dating now. Like, am I being pranked? Did Boomer put you up to this? 
Ugh, you know that taco place is white owned? White people should be making white foods like Kraft macaroni and cheese, no seasoning, not even salt. It's like he's a mind reader. I mean, I've been pushing for segregation forever and my man does what? I created an improv comedy show exclusively for ethnic people. Guy segregates comedy on my birthday. White people need to stop wearing dreadlocks and they need to stop appropriating black people's music. Shaved heads and country music, the way God intended. You know all white people are racist. I'm listening. Even if you have a black wife or a black friend group, you're still really racist. No, he just kicked a guy out of the organization for having a black girlfriend, but if you can promise me he's still really racist, we'll consider letting him back in. Black people should only shop at black, black businesses. businesses. I guess the only thing we really disagree about is I think white people are the root of all evil. But what did I tell you, though? If we can narrow that down to a certain group of tiny-hatted white people, I think we can come to an understanding. Technically, I don't consider Jewish people white Neither do I. So probably should have set that up, and I apologize for not doing it. That's that's his great bit, woke versus racist. The woke guy and the racist guy realize they agree about everything. Yeah. Black people should only use black businesses, says the Klansman and the woke dude. Exactly. Only date your own, they both say. So it's just... I I I am where I am in life having lived the years I've lived but if if I had gone to college and I get there and black people are in a separate dorm and have a separate graduation what what would that how would that change your mindset about things I think that is uh, the answer is so obvious that I can't believe anybody could fail to recognize it it will preserve that sense of separateness strangeness right. threat Right. It just it, it, even if you didn't think about it much, it just kind of implies that well, we need to be set separate. I mean, we're so different that we need to be separate. We need to live in separate places. We need to have separate graduations. We can't intermingle because something bad would happen. I guess I don't know. There must be some reason we do this. You just wouldn't think about it that much, but you just it would just establish that we've got to keep these things separate. Exactly. Which is weird. Woke and, and racist say, "Jinx, you owe me a coke." Universities of all places. Yeah. Yeah, and that, three quarters of colleges have separate graduations now. And I haven't seen, I haven't committed the polls to memory, but the vast majority of college administrators, hell, college kids would say this is a good thing because they've been taught that it is. Weird. It, it's a crisis. It is a slow boiling, enormous crisis. Where it goes is hard to say. Uh, but boy, the indoctrination of the kids, every level of education will yield a result. Anybody have any experiences with this? Text line 415-295-KFTC. We've got a uh, an NBA player explaining why he didn't want to get the vaccine. It's getting a fair amount of traction on social media, among other things on the way. Stay right here. Armstrong and Getty. Armstrong and Getty Show. I think George made us up the road. We're all going for a walk. What do you mean? I've gone to meet my friends, which I told you friends And the reason I didn't have a mask on because I was having a cigarette. I've got two masks in my pocket. Like, what else do you want me to do? That is an Australian man being arrested for not wearing a mask outside. Keeping in mind the WHO, the CDC, all of the relevant uh, authorities have said there is not a single known documented case of transmission of the COVID outdoors. Catch me outside. 
how about that? Australia, Australia has completely lost its mind. Utterly irrational. It is now a, a, a mid, Middle Ages uh, religious slash uh, superstitious uh, set of exercises. It has nothing to do with science or medicine. That was the COVID vaccine speaking to us. Catch me outside. How about that? Catch me outside. How about that? Can't. So the NBA is getting ready to kick off, and they don't have a vaccine mandate in the NBA. Ninety percent of the players have been vaccinated, but you got a, a certain chunk, kind of like just in the regular population of America, that don't want to get the vaccine. And it's become a bit of a standoff as a lot of the vaccine. I'd like to know what the racial breakdown is on this. And the only reason I'm, in- I'm interested is the media portrays unvaccinated people as Stupid white Trump voters from rural areas, as like just as a whole, and but there's a lot of people, a lot of black people that don't want to get vaccinated either for a variety of reasons. Um, and it says it, the, the, all the reporting is that the vaccinated NBA staff is unhappy with the unvaccinated players. Well, I'm wondering if it's a lot of white um, vaccinated, you know. Uh, staff and, and office people who are unhappy with black players who aren't getting vaccinated, but nobody wants to touch that issue. Because it would get thorny uh, trying to figure out that whole thing. But So Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, the NBA legend, came out yesterday and called for unvaccinated players to be removed from teams. He said they shouldn't be allowed to play if they don't get vaccinated. Wow. And some of the players who haven't gotten vaccinated are starting to uh, be questioned about this. I don't know Jonathan Isaac. Uh, I was unfamiliar with his act. He plays for the Orlando Magic. Um, but he was asked about this yesterday in, uh, after a, a, a preseason game, and here's what he had to say. What is it about the vaccine that, that makes you uh, hesitant to, to, to get it? Uh, I, I would start with um, I've, I've had COVID um, in the past, and so our, our understanding of antibodies, of natural immunity has uh, changed a, a great deal from the onset of the pandemic and is still evolving. Um, I understand that the vaccine would uh, um, help if, if, if you catch COVID and uh, you'll be able to have less symptoms um, from contracting it. But with me having COVID in the past and having antibodies um, with my current um, age group and uh, uh, fitness, physical fitness level, um, it's not necessarily a fear of mine. Uh, taking the vaccine, um, like I said, it would decrease my chances of uh, uh having a severe reaction, but it does open me up to the, albeit rare chance, but the possibility of having an adverse reaction to the vaccine itself. Hmm, Stupid jocks. That's an adult. That's a free citizen. That's a man making his own decisions. I came across that from Glenn Greenwald's Twitter feed, which he said, this is as compelling and clear a case as can be made for this vaccine view. Nobody honest can call this rationale stupid, irrational, or ignorant. The only cogent response against it is that he should be required to sacrifice his individual desires and choices for societal good if you're going to go with the he could catch it and spread it, which is microscopically small in terms of the how often that happens. Uh, but Glenn, Glenn Greenwald's point was you can't keep calling people who aren't getting vaccinated stupid <laughs> like we're being told by... Um, politicians in the media every day and expect them to go along with you. One, it's not accurate, and two, it does, it's no way to persuade anyone. Uh, no, indeed. There's a football player, I don't recall the name, uh, the uh, guy cut my hair the other day, got a nice trim. Uh, he mentioned it to me that um, 
the the problem his problem i'm pretty sure it was a football guy his problem was that he, the county the stadium's in requires anybody in the stadium to be vaccinated mm-hmm. so he can't go in the stadium so right. he can't play in any of his home games because yeah. he refuses for whatever reason to get the vaccine yeah i forgot to bring that up that is part of the problem a lot of places that the 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 city the stadiums are in for the basketball team everybody's got to be vaccinated and okay and you're not but that argument i'm young i'm fit and i've already had it so why would I get the vaccine? If there's any chance, it's still way more than risk than I've got from not getting it. Oh, yeah. His 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 risk of serious illness from the COVID is one in several million. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty damn low if he if he hadn't had it already. Yeah. Like yeah. My, my buddy who got it and uh, told me yesterday that he's got it, I said, well, congratulations. You never have to worry about COVID again um, now that you've had it. Probably not. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, I got the vaccine. First chance I did. I'm going to get a booster. First chance I get. Uh, I'm in favor of it. Of course, you know, I'm, I'm a middle-aged guy. If I were a young, fit man, I don't think I would be particularly interested. I might get it. I might not. I'm not in a hurry to get the booster. Not as an anti-vaxxer. I'm an anti-tasker. But I don't. Mm. I think I'm not really worried about it. So unless it falls into my lap, I'm not going to rearrange my schedule much to well get you, you got the moderna i'm on team pfizer which ends up being like a lot of teams i've rooted for through the years disappointing i did my research i got the vaccines i bought a oh, microscope please. stop it i started injecting lab animals oh, oh boy <laughs> i dissected them I, I really put in a lot of research lab animals neighborhood pets let's not get hung up on you know <laughs> nomenclature here <laughs> All right, so what next? Uh, oh, my gosh, the immigration mess. People continue to say just ridiculous things within the administration. If you can't hang around, you ever miss a segment, grab it via, via, via podcast. On demand. Armstrong and Getty. So General Milley said he knew Trump didn't intend to attack China. So the questioning is going on right now of General Milley and uh, Secretary Austin all about Afghanistan and the Woodward book and everything. If there are any highlights, we'll bring them to you. Stay tuned for that. Here's some exciting news. There's another giant caravan of Haitians and others forming up at the Guatemala-Mexico border to come north to the U.S. Well, I watched the interviews with some of those people down there, and they are hell-bent on coming to the United States because they've gotten the word that you can change your life in ways that are just unimaginable. Just get to the U.S. border. Well, and it's absolutely clear that they understand the politics of it because so many of them are wearing Biden T-shirts or saying, help us, Joe Biden. We're desperate, Joe Biden. And the rest of it, of course, little do they know they're just coming north to get horsewhipped by mean men. (laughs) Right. I I was just reading in the National Review, Rich Lowry's got a piece about that entire debacle, not not the guys on horses debacle, the coverage debacle. And how it uh, it leapt all the way up to the president of the United States talking about something that never happened. And people should have and could have figured out quite quickly that it never happened. But they didn't want to find that out. Uh, Rich Lowry writes, despite the haze of misinformation around the whole horse whipping story, 
That never happened. The fact checkers didn't descend on Moss. No Twitter accounts were suspended. All the people who pride themselves on purportedly defending American democracy from falsehoods and propaganda spreading on social media stood aside or joined and piled on. Press outfits went out of their way to label falsehoods promulgated by President Trump as such. Indeed, they gave every indication that they relished doing it. In contrast, the New York Times story about Biden castigating the agents didn't suggest that he might be wrong. In fact, the original version of the article reinforced his smear by referring to the images of agents on horsebacks chasing, in some case using the reins. Uh, The paper eventually had to run a correction. But he's absolutely right. This is the sort of thing that if Trump said it from the podium, oh, the fact-checking and the suspension of accounts that continue to repeat and everything like that, Everybody knew this was a lie almost immediately. Mm. It was everywhere, including out of the president's mouth. It's as if those self-declared paragons of truth are just full of crap. Not paragons of anything. Oh, hey, Laura Logan uh, is tweeting that the drug cartels south of the border were intent, uh, intent on crippling Border Patrol efforts. They took notice that Biden had vilified Border Patrol agents for using any physical force against illegal immigrants, and the cartels have instructed their smugglers to trigger Border Patrol agents to use force if they can, which the cartel can videotape, thus giving the media the chance to vilify Border Patrol agents who then will be taken off duty or told to stand back and stand down, making the cartel's business easier. Right, so you'll have this a similar situation to what we've had in cities all across America. After the police were vilified, they just back off. The Border Patrol being vilified, they'll back off. Right, right. According to Here's what she tweeted, breaking. According to law enforcement in uh, Rio Grande Valley, Texas, Border Patrol agents advised latest intel from cartels. After Biden response to Horse Patrol, cartels ordered their smugglers to force Border Patrol or Border Patrol to react, appear to use excessive force and record. Cartels will push to media to force more agents off the line. Um, and then intel assessment from Gulf Cartel is that agents are unprotected under Biden administration. Confirmed by official guidance, agents advise there will be no support from Chief Ortiz at the top. They are on their own and expect things to get much worse. So the cartels, which are so adept at reading American uh, media and politics and fashioning their business around it, have uh, adapted to that and cited Joe Biden's example of how to provoke the the Border Patrol and make him look bad. Just unbelievable. Is al-Qaeda or ISIS ever going to take advantage of our porous border and get somebody through that way? If they haven't already. I remember remember Tom Friedman writing in the New York Times, geez, like 20 years ago, and uh, I thought it would happen a long time ago. He said, you know when the border will get controlled? When somebody gets across that border with a backpack and blows up, you know, a part of a town. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'm surprised that hasn't happened yet. Yeah, yeah. I'm reminded as we set up this next clip of uh, Secretary Mayorkas being asked by Chris Wallace, uh, why didn't you stop all those people? And him just launching into an extra large, it's not a word salad, it was like a word salad bar. Uh, But what, what of all those thousands of Haitians? Clip number 31, Jackie Heinrich, Fox News. Mixed messages from the Biden administration. The 12,000 Haitians released into the U.S. after illegally crossing is an appropriate figure. The numbers uh, that are uh, placed in immigration court proceedings um, are a function uh, of um, uh, our operational uh, capacity um, and also uh, what we consider to be uh, appropriate. But more shouldn't come for the same treatment. They should not take 
uh, the journey. The White House says this is not a problem unique to President Biden. Until we uh, have an asylum processing system that works at the border, we're going to continue to see cyclical challenges like this. Um, and we've seen them over dem across Democratic and Republican presidents. But they're punting to Congress for the fix moving forward. To get fixed when the immigration bill has been you know, stalled in Congress since the president took office. For all of those Republicans who are standing at the border and giving speeches about how broken the system is, why don't you join us and be a part of the solution instead of relying on speeches? Republican wow. Wow. That's what it sounds like when you have no cards. Mm. That's Ra true. What cards are you going to play? Rasmussen Daily uh, Poll, Presidential trapping, Tracking Poll. Now, Rasmussen, uh, excuse me, Rasmussen, my breakfast repeating on me. No, jeez, what'd you have Apologize for Apologize for you folks. Mm. <laughs> just did my usual protein bar. But you dipped know. it in salsa? No, it's just, I don't know, it's working on me. Anyway, <laughs> let me try this again. Take the marbles out of my mush. <laughs> oh, the God. Rasmussen Report, daily presidential tracking poll, shows 41% of likely U.S. voters approve of President Biden's job performance, 58% disapprove. Uh, what's interesting is that uh, uh, they strongly disapprove as 49%, and all of these numbers are at highs or lows, depending on what you're talking about. Um Rasmussen had at one point, I'm scrolling over, Joe Biden at uh, 48%. Oh, that's unreadable. That looks to be like 58%. Yeah, that's a that's a typo. Um, among likely voters, they had uh, Biden as recently as like two months ago at 55%. He's now down to 42%. So that tracks with the other polls. The numbers are a little different, but the trend is absolutely the same. Did you hear that they're bringing out the National Guard in New York because they don't have enough nurses? I'll tell you about that in a second, among other things. we got to tell you about this new camera they got from Simply Safe that will work with your current system, or you, you, know, you start from scratch and get the whole system, but this new camera is absolutely awesome. Yeah, you customize the system to your house, so you know it's it's easy to do at simplysafe.com slash Armstrong. But this new wireless outdoor security camera, 140-degree field of view, so you can keep watch over your entire yard, in front of your house and back, whatever. 1080p HD resolution, 8 times zoom, so you can zoom in really closely and clearly see faces, license plates, whatever. This is a serious security camera. Yeah, built-in spotlight, and I like the rechargeable battery that's easy to remove, so you don't need an outlet. You can put this camera anywhere and it integrates again simply with your simple safe simply safe home security system that you already have hopefully yep just go to simplysafe.com slash armstrong they're celebrating the new camera by offering 20 percent off your entire new system first month of monitoring free when you sign up for interactive monitoring uh color night vision that's so cool it's a great camera simplysafe.com slash armstrong just for information again remember the code simplysafe.com slash armstrong we don't do a lot of sports on this show, but the Chicago Bears had a bad game over the weekend. They averaged 1.1 yards per play, mm. the second fewest in the last several decades and among the fewest since the game changed uh, You know, into more of a passing game. Averaged 1.1 yards per play. That's hard to do in the modern NFL. Wow, so that's, uh, they probably ought to, you know how when your kid's really young, you give their age in weeks? They probably ought to give it in, in inches. They average 39 inches per play. <laughs> right. The offense struggled a bit, but still, they, they churned out 39 inches. Per right, play. he's 16 months. Yeah, it's a sim similar sort of thing. Yeah. 
So uh, enough nurses said we ain't getting the vaccine that they were effectively fired last night in New York State, and they're bringing in the National Guard to fill in the expected staff shortages. Now, I don't know if these National Guard's people are uh, trained up in uh, hospital work, but you'd hope. Yeah, yeah. I think the craziness is just beginning with the vaccine mandates and the rest of it. Well, there's a bunch of sports to nurses to whomever. I heard another report. Are there are a bunch of cities in the military. Yeah. Uh, police forces are a bunch of cities across America where uh, enough uh, people in law enforcement aren't getting the vaccine that some, you know, detectives crimes are going un, uh researched or uh, they, wow. just, they just don't have enough people because people won't get the vaccine and they're they're making them quit or at least like uh, suspending them. Wow. Meanwhile, South Korea's president is mulling a dog meat ban. Will the madness never end? South Korea. South Korea, yep. Will the, the, the madness of what, dog eating or banning well, dog uh, eating? You're, uh, you're uh, pro-eating uh, dog? No, no, I'm not, actually. I'm, I'm not in favor of it. Uh, man, I hope Baxter isn't listening at home. Um, no, it's just that there's a surprising amount of dog meat still eaten in Korea. I know. I remember, I remember when the Olympics were in Seoul. And the story uh, about how they they moved so much of the uh, the dog raising, butchering, and uh, you know preparing f- stuff away from the media because they didn't want to, you know. And for a long time, it's been seen as racist to even make that sort of comment. But it's just a fact. Oh yeah, that yeah. a lot of play even in advance. You know, North Korea or some some of these asshole countries. Uh, you know, they're they're everybody's starving. South Korea is as modern as you can get. Right. They, they're, they're, their Wi-Fi would it makes us ours look ridiculous and all that sort of stuff. But they're still eating dogs. And they know how it plays in the West, which is why they kept it under wraps during the Olympics. But we'll have those uh, shocking numbers. Oh, that's awful. You'll be barking for a solution. No, not cool. This. No, not cool. Stay with us or don't sit. Sit. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Some more news from overseas this weekend. South Korea asked North Korea to restore the emergency hotline between the two countries. When asked for comment, Kim Jong-un was like, damn, everyone wants my digits now that I got a banging bod. (laughs) Wow. North Korea actually wants to restore the hotline, but every time they pick up the phone, the entire country loses the internet. Wow. <laughs> Those were surprisingly sophisticated jokes for Fallon. Right. <clears throat> That's pretty funny. Most Koreans... <laughs> I got a banging bod. <laughs> uh, eh. Most Koreans have never eaten dog meat, Jack, and demand for it has dwindled in recent years, but it is estimated that up to one million dogs oh. are still slaughtered for food each year in South Korea. That's horrifying, and the... the the horror of dog eating is not the eating of a deceased dog. I, I don't care what happens to it after it's dead. Um, but the raising of a, you know, if you're a dog lover, the raising of a companion animal for slaughter and the way they're treated and everything like that is just horrific. Yeah, yeah. 84% of South Koreans have never consumed dog meat or say they do not want to consume it in the future. Um, what percent? 84. Wow. So practically everybody. 
Right, right. 59% of South Koreans support banning dog meat, but just 59. The, uh, the current president or prime minister, Mr. Moon, uh, which sounds like a, a song, a love song from the 1930s, um, is a known dog lover and is questioning whether it's time to prudently consider a complete ban. By the way, and childish idiots will probably want to make jokes about this, they also eat cat in South Korea. Doesn't say how much. Um, there are laws against the cruel slaughter of dogs and cats, but consumption itself is not banned. Are there laws against cat eating in the United States? I don't think you need a law, do you? I don't, no, I don't. You can make it legal, and I'm still not going to eat a cat. Well, hell, you could tell me that there's like a $500 reward for it. I'm still not doing it. Gross. German shepherd's pie. Mmm. Mmm. Shit zoo on a shingle. <laughs> Boy. Those, uh, those, uh, sausage dogs, you gotta put them on a bun, right? All right. Probably now that we've offended virtually everybody, perhaps a change in topic. <laughs> So we're we're just so soft, and we're teaching our young people. I'm to... sorry, Beagle and cream cheese. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm done. That, now I am done. That is terrible. Yes, is it terrible. is, and I apologize for it. Michael, can we rewind the show so that never happened? Yeah. Edit it out of the podcast, certainly. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. Uh, we're a, we're a soft country, and we're making our young people so soft, and convincing them that that being soft is a virtue which is weird. Kids coming back to uh, college at the University of California schools, which is the biggest university system in uh, the country. Um, kids coming back to school, they're offering counseling services they're, because they know so many students are worried about the virus, and it's normal for students to have trouble adjusting to being in public again. And no, get, it's not. And, yeah, It's highly abnormal. The, the worship of weakness and fear is so strange. We've elevated it. The more weakness you show, the more you get coddled to and elevated. It's right. weird. And, and more attention. And, and that acclaim. society does not win out over the society that prizes strength. No. I guarantee you. And that ain't going to change anytime soon. Um, uh, the uh, counselors are saying to students as they come in, don't expect as much from yourself. Go slow. Take it easy with the stress of coming back to in-person classes. We are catastrophizing everything and and treating our 20-year-olds like they're 2-year-olds. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Make Those sure who are you, unafraid, tell them they should be. Make sure you take time for yourself and reflect on what you're feeling and what you're concerned about. Talking is good. If counseling is not available, talk to friends, socialize, try to get out. Talk to people you feel safe and comfortable with about your concerns. A lot of healing comes from social interaction and being with each other. The transition from virtual to in-person learning is going to be very tough. Only if you're incredibly freaking weak. No kidding. I thought he is like a little baby. Do kids actually need to be told this stuff? If you're feeling stressed, talk to friends. Don't get too wrapped up in the news and social media. News stories can make students anxious. It advises them to take time, more time for themselves and reflect on what they're feeling rather than uh, following the news about the COVID. Well, this that's just, good advice because half the news is fake and it's all intended for cl- as clickbait. Sure hope my kids are more resilient than that when they're 20. Wow. That's something. 
What a strange one. I know. Although the deans of equity, inclusion, fear, tears, and safe spaces, they have to do something to earn their paychecks. So maybe putting out, you know, coddling, mewling memos like that one is, you know, how they justify their existence as they drain the budgets of the universities. I don't even know what to think of any of that. Everybody is scared and terrified and worried about coming back to class, and you're thinking, well, I'm not if I missed something. Yeah, something wrong Is with it me? somehow threatening? Yes, Mike. Wait a minute. No, my parents would never have talked that way to me. Oh, God, no. Never. No. You'll be fine. And then you get the message, I'll be fine. Uh, something I say to my, I don't want to do this. You know how many things I do every day I don't want to do? You think I want to do laundry? You think <laughs> I want to do the dishes? No, I don't want to do them. I do them anyway. Uh, it's just, it's, it's interesting, though. Uh, I, I don't know. I don't know how we think this is going to turn out. Uh, by the way, something we talked about it last week, actually on our podcast, the new movie, the many, the many saints of Newark, the prequel to the Sopranos, which the previews look freaking fantastic. Anyway, it comes out this weekend on HBO Max, and I uh, finally hoping to catch it on Friday. This has got to be good, right? Oh, yeah. I, I mean, I thought the Irishman would be awesome. I couldn't wait, and I, I just thought it was awful. But uh, this has got to be good. Well, didn't we hear a review that if you're a fan of The Sopranos, it's like a really great yeah. two-hour episode, which yeah. is fine. That's plenty. Yeah. Give me a fix. Yeah. If you're a fan of Goodfellas, The Irishman was a really slow, uninteresting look at elderly people. <laughs> Well, if you want to see a couple old guys kick each other, go stage a fight at the old folks' home, I guess. And, and it'll be over quicker than that damn movie was, too. Yikes. Is it over yet? If you miss an hour, go to armstrongandgetty.com. Get the podcast. Armstrong and Getty.